Welcome to Papa's House Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoyed this message by Pastor Charles. For more information about this service, visit Papa's House India by logging in into SoundCloud, iTunes, YouTube, and Facebook.
because Sunday school did not allow to scissors and all those movies to paint, chips and you know, Sunday school needs all those things. You and me know this. So the ice was so thrilled to paint and do all those things. So he was saying, God, I thank you for all this. But the greatest thing we want to be thanking you for what you do on the cross. Because my father, preaching my son, you know. It's that's you know, we don't need to wait until the 10th standard and child arrives so that we can teach them the gospel. There is no senior Holy Spirit and junior Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is Holy Spirit. And then we talk about fasting and prayer, constant communion with God, giving because he gave and himself first, and we never outgive God. And then we talk about evangelism and discipleship. And I believe today, God willing, we will talk about discipleship and discipleship. Next week, the Lord uh, allows us in the same direction to talk about evangelism. So, this week we'll talk about discipleship. What is a discipleship? To be a better representative of the kingdom, kingdom citizen. And it's up to the screen. I wrote down here personal obedience releases corporate blessing. It's very important to realize this. Personal obedience releases corporate blessing. It's up in the screen. Uh, you can see this. Uh, Verse 2 Chronicles 7.14 And I have heard this many times people say uh, we are like this because the world is doing sin. India is like this because a lot of idolatry. India is like this because many of them are into corruption and bribery. But if you look at 2 Chronicles 7.14 it didn't say if the world repents. The Lord said if my people who repent then the consequence of us repenting, the consequences the healing of the world. Amen. The Luvians, 750,000 people lived there. 4.9 people live in the district of Bilbao. God is not asking all the 4.9 million people to repent. The handful of who say, who call themselves, we are his people. If we repent, what is the consequence of that? Healing of our nation. Amen. So look at this verse. It's so beautiful. If my people, then we look up on the screen and read together. One, two, three. Louder. If my people were called by my name, I think some of you are not reading, you are reading within yourself. We put again. One, two, three. If my people were called by my name, they humble themselves, pray, seek my face, turn from the nations. Then I will get for them. But if they sin and keep their land, can you see you can't be more clearer than this? If we do our part, if we pray out to God, if we repent, if we seek His face, if we turn from our wickedness, amen? If we choose to say, God, your opinion is the most important opinion, God releases forgiveness to us. But the blessings comes to the whole nation. Can you imagine that? You just sit sick in your mind a little bit. The consequence of your repentance brings a tremendous blessing to the city where you live. So God curse the city. God said, Well, great circle, brother, like this. No, no. Us. Turning our direction from 
wicked ways. What is wicked ways? Anything that is not religion and sign of God, we do it wicked. It's when we turn ourselves from that, then what happens is this is where he brings him into the land. Amen. Lift up your hand and say, My repentance. So those of you who have hands, you can lift it up. My repentance brings healing to my land. My repentance brings beauty to the Lord. Amen. It's hard to believe, right? But that's the word of God. I'm not having it. It's just here. It's us. Us changing. So it starts with us. I wrote down here. Discipleship requires discipline. That means are we disciplined enough to go before God and say, Take my law from my eyes first to God so that I can take, I can think about taking other specs out. You know, we are so easy to point finger out one church after another. This is one of the reasons I don't go to any pastor's meeting because then we go there and we talk about other pastors who are taking there. Then I have been sitting in a pastor's meeting, one pastor said, I went to this church, they, their worship makes me to sleep. It's complaining, murmuring, they just criticize one another. It's so crazy and that's one of the reasons we try not to say, this is a church, this is a family, Papa's house, and who remembers, the only people remembers his daughters and sons in Papa's house. Amen. And, and just pastor is not a definition, just a function. You know, I would rather prefer to call me name or not, if I'm being obviously for my brother. So, so somebody is older than me, that makes me feel good. Not to be a down one. Everybody is like calling me Anas, they can call you Anas, somebody is, you know. Anyway, so discipleship requires discipline. Amen. Number two, we can't preach what we don't practice. It's very really important. We want to see this nation transformed, we want to see corruption become a history. If we are part of the corruption, the Gandhiji said, you want to be part of change, be the change, not be part of the problem. That's the reality. You can't pray. God take out dowry and then you are saying, I'm not asking my family, you know, traditional for them. And they were kept. The video is not going to do that. Amen. Hallelujah. When I asked first time, when I asked Arna Vidi God, who did it marry? I said, Did you buy any dowry? He said, No. I gave him the heart, you know. Yes. And when we got married, God is beautiful, bright, and I asked her, Did you? No. That was the confirmation because the word of God has to be confirmed. Yes. <laughs> anyway, anyway, so it's so beautiful. If you want to see corruption changes, if you want to see pride goes away, we have to be standing in the place of practicing what we you know, preach. Number three, you know, it's beautiful. You know, salt and light. And that's the message this morning also. You know, salt and light. What is salt? Salt enhances flavor. Salt, you don't keep salt as your primary dish. Do you know that? Imagine if you invite me to your home and you open your pan and you, the first thing you do, you take a big scoop of salt and put it in the middle and you keep your rice in the center, in the power. You think that's all? Salt is never to be. That, that, that tells me that we as church members, we are not church family, sorry, excuse me, you know, church family, we are not supposed to just. Be a lamp in one place. We are supposed to scatter everywhere. We are supposed to bring fragrance. Maybe in your department you are the one picking the books, maybe the 
are Christians and I'm not going to go into it. If you are wanting the person, you are a fragrance there. You bring, enhance the flavor. You give them the alternative part of the kingdom. How it's going to be. Amen. It's the same with the light. Light never fights with darkness. Light shows up darkness there. Amen. Light is never scared of darkness. Light is actually, it's never going to, light never conquers darkness. Light just shows up. Amen. So, look here, let's go deeper. Matthew 5, 30 to 16. It's not on the screen. You are the salt of the world, Jesus says. Okay. You are the salt of the world. But if the salt loses its saltiness, how can you be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Right now, on Sundays, this is the sad part. Sundays, everywhere in this country, so many songs gather together in one place, talk about saltiness. Right now, too much saltiness. Yes? Yes, too much salt here. And we think this is good. Oh, you know, salt talking to another salt. How was your salt eating? This, this is what we do. And we call it church. God never. Guys, this is something I feel in my heart so strongly. Jesus did not die this salt death on the cross so that we can have a salt meeting inside us. It's, it's more than that. We are called to bring that flavor in the devil of the world. I'm not saying that should we, we should not gather. It's important to gather so we encourage one another. It's good. But this is not the point of reason. We are gathered so that we can be scattered to bring the fragrance. Amen. If we are gathered for the sake of gathering, we lost the significance. We are gathered so that we can be scattered. Monday to Saturday, you know, Monday to Friday, for the world. Saturday is for me, Sunday is for God. That sacred, secular thing, type of thinking, should be from our mind. Look at this. Neighbor to people light a lamp and put it under the bottle. Instead, they put it on a stand and gives it light to everyone in the house. The same way that your light shine before others. Look at this verse. Look at this. Your good deeds glorify your Father in heaven. We all want to do good here. Because Sunday, everybody gives, we talk, Christianese language, I brother, I sister, praise the Lord, hallelujah, glory of Dios. All those words, it's Christianese. But this is not good deeds. The good deeds is when your, when your co-worker shows your middle finger or shows that attitude and you still put a to the person. When your boss mistreats you or when your, when your, when your people with you walk with jealousy just because the favor of God upon your land. And they do not see the favor of God, but they see jealousy. But in the midst of that painful situation, you still kind of bringing the people to favor. Amen. What happens? You are glorifying the Father. Amen. This is discipleship. It has to spread. It's not just gathered in one place. Now, we are called to be a light and solve in every sphere of society. Everyone God has given a garden. It is your responsibility to take care of that garden. The kingdom of God is not top down, it's bottom up. Never God said, I will bring the kingdom from top down. It's always bottom up. 
kingdom of God is always growing up. From there, it brings a huge transformation. Now, let's get a little bit deeper. Because of our sacred, secular, Greek dichotomic worldview, you know, a dichotomy in spiritual too. So, because of that, we still have a very sacred, secular mindset. So, I have a little definition here that help us to understand. And so, the church meant to be holistic. Today, the church has become sacred and secular. Have you heard that? My parents used to ask, What music are you listening to? Sacred music or secular music? Have you heard that? Anybody ask or anybody ask us? And they say, Oh, once man, I used to listen to Michael Jackson. My dad took that player, stamped it, he sauced him in the gate, he put that sauce on him. He broke it, but I went to a friend's home, listened to the same, even for love. Why? Because breaking it, they could throw them the cassettes. Guys, I'm not that old. Did you have you seen the cassette? And you need the pencil and the cassette are good friends. Anybody understand the combination of that? Yes. So, you remember that sacred, sacred, God never had sacred, sacred. He never said that Friday, Monday, Friday, you know, you are dead again Sunday or morning. It's not like that. You know, say, honestly, every day God sent it. But if you look at the whole, right now, Mondays to Saturdays or Saturday, Sundays are holy. Communion Sundays are even extra holy. Sometimes we think like that. The church was a movement. Now church is an institution. It was a movement. It was third people gathered together. They had Jesus in the middle and they were just hearing to obey. The cloud was there. When the cloud stayed, they stayed. Cloud moved, they moved. The church is an institution. What happens? The church is based, was based on apostles and prophets. Today is replaced by bishops and and the church was risk taking. Remember the book of Acts? That's our, that's, that's our foundation. There is no other foundation. Book of Acts, risk taking. The church took risk. They took risk to share the gospel. Today we are cautious. We want to give so soon evangelism. We want to be very careful in presenting. We don't want to hurt other people's feelings. We don't want to say, all roads lead to Rome. Yeah, kind of brother. You don't want to hurt people's feelings. The church was dynamic. Today, church is very static. I'm not blaming any church denomination. The church means us. Okay? Not like this, us. Me. It's not something. Church was transnational. They took, they took the mandate of God to cross. Thomas came to our country. He came to Canada. That's why we have. Christian movements in that nation, in that region, yeah, across our country. Yes, in that particular place. You know, church was transnational. Today it's just, you know, me, 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 me. It's all about building the kingdom. It's all about, you know, who is there. We put so much effort on, you know, recently they said that less than 5% of the church is spending towards world missions. 85% we spend on our non world this ministry, God is going to bless, it's going to grow. This place is going to multiply. But are we going to be just expanding, putting so much stuff inside that the money doesn't reach out to the people? Is that the people? 
you're supposed to do. If you prepare, and then it comes, we can be easily able to do this. Amen. Church was a kingdom center. Today the church is very church centered. The church was more salvation for this world. Now the salvation from this world. How to escape mentality? It's all about this world, don't worry. Yes, you see, you know, that's the thing. We have this, but it's not about just escape. It's not about going Christ, it's growing Christ. And the church was based on love and relationship. Today it's God and belief. Can I be honest with you? Some, some places you, you cannot go on welcome because you believe something different. So it's, it's very sad how we are right now. You know, you keep coming into the little children. Oh, I'm not going to come into this little You keep coming in with people who are not Catholics. Oh, the girls don't come here again. That kind of church is less spiritual. Papa is very less spiritual. According to the history. We are so divided, isn't it? We gather talking to those who agree with us. Those who disagree with us will demonize them. How can we go? How can we bring transformation? We cannot bring transformation because God mass and belief system has overtaken love and relationships. And then church was based on the word of God. Today it's based on the creed. I doubt this. We are very we are like this. We are like this. We miss the whole purpose. Do you understand? It doesn't make sense. It's just backdrop. I'm going to get to the subject very quickly. And disciples disciple the nations. That means it's that if you and me are not willing to be challenged with this truth, you can't go and change the world outside. That's why it's, somebody said, the whole truth sets you free, makes you deserve it. Now you're sitting here and you're thinking, my goodness, I think a little awkward going through this subject. Because we are not, we are so far from what but it's good news is we can come back. We can bring transformation. If my people repent, he will be Amen. Amen. Now, I have written, it's a little bit triangle. Daryl talks about it. It starts not to see a transformation. This is what happens. It starts with repentant soul. It starts with repentant soul. What is repentance? Change of direction. Repentance not really test just thousand times. Repentance is not crying out. Repentance is not being a penitent heart. Repentance means changing the life. When we see a repentant soul, it produces renewed mind. You see that? You see, repentant soul, that's the spirit. The spirit, Holy Spirit, remember, we are a spirit, we have a soul, we live in a body. When we are repentant in our soul, soul is the mind, emotions, and will. Repentant or so, it brings transformation in our mind, renewal in our mind, and it produces reform in culture. So, soul is repentant, mind is renewed, culture. What is culture? Set of classes. How you see the world? He said, Come to culture, brother. We are male, chauvinistic people. Without mustache, no one is bound, and male will come. Childhood is our primary. You remember this the whole thing, the tension, when we culture, when we are when we are about to get married, we are nervous. Some 
Amen. I like that part. Did you cast all your cast upon Jesus? I'm a mixture of all the cast. Mother said, Granny, Father said, Granny, I married a white girl. And then it's all mixed fruit jam. All the fruits are there. Mixed. Only one thing you should taste is sweetness. Amen. It starts with the belief. Then our beliefs become our values. That means we value, we want individual's expression. We don't say, you don't behave like me. You are weird. In Spanish, they say you are very That means you are so weird. He immediately says, it's not like our type. Why? Because we are not tolerating or we are not embracing the other people's expression of who they are. Because we don't, that's why we are stereotypes. We don't have racism, we are regionalism. Not this people, not Indian people, South Indian people. How can we see transformation? I live in one country as a missionary, I live in India, and they have one denomination called Reformed Church, Dutch Reformed Church, and they are black Dutch Reformed Church. White Dutch Reformed Church, colored Dutch Reformed Church. One denomination, three congregations. They don't meet together, they don't meet hands together. Why? Divided by color. Look at this. Values become our behaviors. That means when we, what we believe becomes our value, and the value has to translate in our behavior. That's why we go to the streets, serve the poor needy. That's why we ask people to pray. That's why people like Durga. Last week we prayed for Puja. Umesh, that guy who's not the top successful person in the business world, but he's still working inside. These people need Jesus. So that means the belief translates into values, values translate into behaviors, behaviors ultimately produces a desire consequence. That means the expression of God's heart we will tangibly see. Discipleship is not a one event. Discipleship is not just come and go on Sunday. It requires your daily I just got to pay the entire life to see the discipleship happen. Amen. In the area of medicine. William Carey spent the entire life to see 40 languages. City staff spent the entire life. Henry Martin spent his entire life. Only 29 years later, he translated Guru Bhakti. And the Hindi industry. We need to go spend this entire life, one day of our spend their entire life. You have to really just lay down your life, pick up the cross if you want to see the sign of the nations. It is not going to happen short term, it's not just coming to the church, it is not making a check and giving up offering box, it is not money transfer. It requires your life, my life, to take up the cross and follow. Amen. We like the cross of Jesus. We don't like the cross that we are called to carry. The cross of Jesus, God is content to like. The cross of Jesus, the cross of Jesus, God has content to like. The cross we carry helps us to guide you so Christ can do this. Come on, say amen. amen. That's why. So, so the goal, this is the goal. The goal, India doesn't become a Christianized country. A lot of African countries are Christianized country. The goal, the ignorant expression is made tangible in the spheres of things. We don't want Pakistan to become Peter. We don't want Mangata to become Yester. We don't want Christianized. You understand what I'm saying? We don't want Christianized nation. We're not praying for a Christianized nation. We are praying that the 
in the parish create a transformation in the hearts and minds. We can see the tangible, we will see the argument, argument in the glory, glory comes, the, you know, the great of Jesus coming down. But we can see a tangible reflection of us in the morning. Amen. That requires, that requires not just one person talking for five minutes, you take notes and go back. Maybe you need to start talking to someone. 
in their body. We will talk about it next week. We will come again. But please think about this. Talk. If you're married, ask yourself this question with your with your wife, with your husband. What are we doing in our body? Are we nurturing them? Are we just suppressing their gifts? Are we influencers? Are we influenced? I want to challenge you to think about these things because my my desire is never to see that you have a good time on Sunday. My desire is to see that you you and me will have Christ expressed in every Amen. It's not about good time. Good time, you can watch a movie. You can watch, you can go to, you know, there's a new restaurant called Parker. Pradeep was telling you, you know, you can have a good time there. Church is not about good time. Come on, Raynard Pocket says, church is not a place where you have soft mattress to lay on. Church is a place where you're equipped to go and preach garbage. Amen. So let's not have the idea. I'm going to have a good time. It's, it's too contracted. Yes, that's why you are here. I'm challenging on you. I'm challenging you to me. If this message doesn't make sense, leave it. It makes sense to me. I'm, I'm asking this question. I'm 44 years old. God, what the heck am I doing in this world? I'm just not to just live, go and preach everywhere, have my passport school up, get me into other nations, blah, 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 you know, create a portfolio. It's not about me. Why the heck you came to the Just so I can have a good time? Or something, or this transformation that I hear, the books that I read, the heroes of faith, all that I hear, if you think of the past, now I have to live with this mindset like everything is gone. Or what's my problem? How can I see God's first expression? Amen? Can we take a few minutes to pray? And we will close this back this time. I know it's 10 past 11. We want to take a If I can ask two uh, volunteers to help us with the communion, it would be great. But we'll take a few minutes to pray. Holy Spirit, I know you are doing something in our family. You don't want to quench it. First Thessalonians 5 9 says, Do not quench the Holy Spirit. Father, we don't want to quench your work. We want to, as, as much as this to even talk about this. Father, have your way. Have your way. You are the God. You are the only one who can convict us with the will that we miss. We know you are convicting us. And I pray that you will do your full work in us. That we will yield to your work. We will yield to your work. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I pray if this word has brought any sense of condemnation, anybody trying to steal that the thoughts that came from you to bring any sense of condemnation, we cancel it right now. It's not about me doing some change. Father, we allow you to bring the change. Father, with us, with our intellectuals, with our ideas, with our good PowerPoints, nothing can bring transformation. Jesus, 
when we allow ourselves just to escape and allow himself, it was just a cup bearer, like Nehemiah, like Israel. When we allow ourselves, like Adasha, when we allow ourselves, we know we can do the transformation. So, Father, we are here. We want to say we are you. Thank you, Jesus.